The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Gear Shop. The Gear Shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The Gear Shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The Gear Shop has your back. Do you need a last-minute birthday gift for a friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College Gear Shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and Blazer-branded clothing needs. Mention my name, Ellie Cooper, and the name of this podcast, Think Pink, to receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood-branded merch. But listen to the show first. Are we good? We're good. Am I on? You're on. All right. Hello, my name is Fiona Janelle. This is the first ever live episode of Keeping It Real. Today, I'm with a very special guest. Hey, can you introduce yourself? Yes, I am James Grunfelder. Tell me about you. Uh, I'm a junior at Hood College. I really like movies. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah? What, are, what did we watch today? We watched Almost Famous. Ah, yes. And it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I've watched five movies on this silly little saga. And I think this is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like crazy start to finish. And also I was just like immediately engaged from the get go, which is something that I don't usually get with a lot of movies. Uh, so going into it, I really had no knowledge of it okay. at all beforehand. Um, I feel like I've recognized the poster, but that was kind of it. And Kate Hudson's just iconic. She, I love her character. And the, <laughs> and the poster's so Pretty iconic. So iconic. So iconic. Also, like, I was expecting, like, her character, I thought she was, like, 20-something. Yeah, but she's, what, 16? Yeah. That was just kind of wild. And especially in, like, comparison to the guy that plays Will, who looks like a baby. And he's supposed to be, what, 15? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Graduating high school at 15. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Do you want to give a a short little synopsis of, like, the outline of this movie? Yeah. um, We're in San Diego to start. It's, what, 1969, and uh, Will, who is, uh, I guess you would say, the main character who the story's yeah. about, he's... Uh, the cutest little cutie pie, 15-year-old. Yeah, and he's a journalist, or a rock and roll journalist, but in the beginning of the movie, he's a little kid, he's 11 years old with his mom, and uh, it starts with them just, whatever, his sister is rebellious into rock and roll music, and he is just following whatever his mom does. His Turn, mom's crazy strict. His mom is crazy strict. Turns out his mother lied to him about his age. He's actually, he, he thinks he's 12. He's actually 11. <laughs> she put him into a school grade early. All the kids gonna are bigger than him. He's going to be a lawyer. He's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> and his mom is just no rock and roll. It's the devil's music. It's mm-hmm. devil stuff. And uh, His sister being Zoe Deschanel had no idea she was in this yeah, movie. You know, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, it's uh, it's Jess. <laughs> And she's looked the same for the past two decades because this is from 2000 and I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. She looks the exact same. She literally does. And then she runs off early in the movie and we don't see her for a minute. Yeah. And uh, but 
the movie goes on. He becomes a. He gets in touch with a very, very um, high up rock and roll journalist. Uh, he gives him pointers, and then uh, he goes and gets an opportunity to write for a new up and coming band, Stillwater. Stillwater. Um, when he goes to try and get with Black Sabbath, but he gets them instead. Mm-hmm. They ask him to come to to L.A., but then they ask him to come on tour, on tour with him. Bus tour. After that. And his mom reluctantly lets him, but only... I, that shocked me. So that shocked me, too, because, like, if this was the sister, no way she no would have been able to go. Older, older kid syndrome, I feel like. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> but And uh, then he goes on tour. He's on tour. A bunch mm-hmm. of interesting stuff happens, but I guess we'll get more into depth with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then, uh, how about you wrap it up? Yeah, so basically on tour, he kind of just sees this band kind of light themselves on fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Classic, like, there's the guitarist that everybody thinks, at Russell, oh, everybody's like, he's the best of the best. Like, the, the band's great, but he's mm. going to be amazing. Like, that's kind of the whole thing. And then we run into Penny Lane. Did, did, what, did, did we already introduce her? Very briefly. briefly. I kind of skipped over that one. Okay. So we run into her. I thought she was in her 20s. She's... Not a groupie. She's a quote-unquote band-aid. Yeah, band-aid, yeah. Got to make sure that the groupie title's not there. Mm -hmm. But she's like, she's like their leader, kind of. Like, they all look up to her. She's like, she's like the cool one. Yeah, they like mentioned how she's basically revolutionized being a band-aid. From a groupie to a Mm band-aid and how they don't, strictly no sex. Yeah, no sex. They're there for the music. (laughs) But then we see that that's not necessarily the truth. (laughs) But she ends up, uh, we learned that like she's with this guy Russell mm-hmm. who has a girlfriend at home mm-hmm. so it's this whole scandal and I basically Will goes on this tour with them and yes. they're always like they won't say off the record but they're like off the record off like the record. telling yeah. him this like heinous thing we, we trust him uh-huh. yeah um, he's the enemy though but he is the enemy like a uh, journalist like the lead singer says mm-hmm so Penny Lane and Russell have this relationship, which is also crazy because we learned that Penny Lane is also 15, 16? 16 years 16. old. 16. And he's probably, he's definitely in his 20s. Way too old for that. Yeah. Way too old for that. And I feel like throughout the movie, there's like a bunch of, we learn that they have a bunch of young groupies. Yeah. And it's, I mean, going back, the, the tour happened in 1973. Yeah. The rock and roll golden era mm-hmm. for some would say some would say hey, and arguable. uh yeah and then i guess nobody really cared about nobody really is asking it wasn't that big a deal because yeah. that was just the norm yeah that was how the groupies were but then continue on to the tour they're starting to blow up they're mm-hmm. starting to blow up people are loving them gets to a point where even like their manager like they're like Moving up the social ladder almost yeah. networking get a better manager now they're on a plane a bunch of just crazy things happen. Band sets themselves on fire and Will's there for all of it. And his mom is calling him every day being like, hey, like you're graduating. <laughs> Don't you miss at? your tests, King. Yeah. Like, and she's freaking out. Has this phone call with Russell and she's basically like, hey, shape up. Like yeah. do better, get him home safe. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of sent Russell into like this like spiral, yeah, like existential was, yeah. crisis. Um. I thought that was a super interesting pair up, but I don't know to kind of wrap it up. 
um, the tour ends. They almost die in a plane crash. That is one of my favorite scenes in any so movie. Good. It is hilarious. So good. A lot, a lot of juice comes out too. Yeah, everybody's just airing out all of their dirty laundry. Yeah, somebody says he's uh, what? He's gay. Yeah, he's yeah. gay. And then uh, was Jeff the lead singer? Because his name I right. I think so. Um, the lead singer yes, sa- says that he's been sleeping with Russell's, Russell's girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> And, and then he's like, well, you've been sleeping with Penny. Yep. And it's like, I was a whole shit show. Okay. Jimmy Fallon, he had a hit and run? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh All God. of this is aired out. And then as soon as the guy's like, I'm gay, plane stabilizes. Yep. And then it's just. They're like, the we're going to make it. And that silence was so loud. It was the most awkward. Like, It was the most, in any movie I've ever seen, I think it was the most like. Uh, what's the phrase like that silence can be heard yeah that was the most like, i felt it through the screen like oh my god oh it's like that cringe moment yeah. where you're just like oh this is the second how do you recover from that oh, oh my god but Great scene, though. regardless Hilarious. they end up landing they have that awkward walk down that hallway mm-hmm. they end up like splitting up and russell goes to william and he was like write whatever you want yeah which i kind of had a feeling that that was going to be the case as he was going to like do a little expose mm-hmm. just because of the nature of the situation and how like the plane ride ended up and how he was pissed about how Penny was down tremendously and yeah. nobody cared at all. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he really cared for her. For sure. And then there was that weird, not struggle, but like him and him and Russell, the entire movie were both like, uh, it's yeah, it's like on and off. And yeah. And then there's that scene in the restaurant where the girlfriend is like, who is that talking mm, about Penny Lane? Yeah. And then they both stand up to go see if she's okay. And it's like, they both look at each other and they're like, Oh, uh, that yeah, moment where they're both like, Oh yeah, we're both into this. Into that, yeah. yeah. But and I feel like too, cause I don't know, like watching it. So I watched it twice and both times I had the same feeling. It's kind of like an older brother, younger brother relationship. Yeah. In like a very strange way, because there's a lot of times where Russell is like super hostile and kind of a piece of dog crap. Oh, to for sure. William, and then William's like, "Okay, screw you." But then they always, Russell always finds his way back to try and apologize or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we see that later. Yeah, but and you can see Russell go off on like so many different occasions, like yeah. lose his temper, kind of go crazy just because of whether it was like Jeff coming at him or pushback from anything. He would like go crazy, yeah. and he'd be like. No, nah, Will, come with me. Like, like he like, like, like he was yeah. his little buddy. Like the party scene where they go to the house party. So good. I think Topeka. that might have been Topeka. That was that, that was so good. That, I think like I love the plane scene, but my favorite overall like part of the movie is when they go to that. Yes. I think it's and he's hilarious. like it had to have been like a high school party, right? Oh yeah. They were definitely high school. And he's going around everywhere. He's like, You're so real. Yeah, like, that's my your favorite things scene. Are re- he like picks up the toy lizard. He's yeah. like, this is real. And, <laughs> and then the guy whose house is like, Wanna see me feed a rat to my snake? And he's just like, like yes. yes immediately yes that's my favorite scene because, and then yeah. he ends up he's like oh there's there's acid in this beer chug the entire it. thing and like will being sober the entire movie is literally just like nobody give him more drugs <laughs> yeah, don't give him anything literally and then he's just he's like and then it cuts he's like when will i know when it kicks in it cuts to russell on the roof yes! saying his last words oh my god his last word he was like you better write down my last words what was he saying he was like i'm on drugs i'm on drugs <laughs> and then he was like wait i got something better what did he say he said it was like i dig music i dig music I'm just, on drugs. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm on drugs. And everyone went crazy. He yeah. jumps in the pool. When he said, I dig music, everybody was like, oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I'm on drugs. Yeah. yeah. It was. Came crazy. Hilarious. No, but that was such a good scene. That was fun. 
And then the next morning, he's like coming down heavy. Coming and down then heavy, yells he's at like, Will. I want to be, like, I'm coming back to this Yo, house. Yeah, he's like, I'm coming back. This is my family yeah. now. <laughs> so good. And then yells at Will for being a cop. Yep. Like, it's like, what are you even a cop? And like, yep. that's where like that dynamic is in. Like, uh-huh. him and Will were buddy buddy all night. He took him there and then was like, next morning, he's like, came crazy. Screw you. Yeah. And then the manager's like, stop it. He only means half of what he says. <laughs> and Will's like, oh, uh, what half? Yeah. <laughs> but so good. Um, also, it was so frustrating throughout this movie how Will, every time he would pull out the little, like, the right. little mic, yeah. the recorder, tape corder. And something he'd like hold it up and he'd like start asking him something. He's like, wow, you're so professional. Immediately something, something gets happens. interrupted. But I love that about the movie because it mm-hmm. really, I think the whole, like that point was to show like he ended up writing nothing based on the interview. It was all like the entire downfall of the yeah. band. And that's what made it, that's what I think made it so good because he tried to do it. But then everything, something juicier came up exactly. and he was like, screw this. And I feel like it's just more like, it was cool seeing him like, I feel like every time he was writing down notes was when something crazy was happening. So yeah. I feel like that's just so much more authentic of him mm-hmm. instead of just like whipping out some questions in a tape quarter. So I guess that was like the whole thing. But then like they deny all of it. Yeah. The Rolling Stones calls, call them and are trying to fact check. And, and they deny everything. Denied everything. And then Will's like, no, did you talk to Russell? And she was like, yeah, Russell's the one that denied everything. <sighs> yeah. Heartbreaking. It is, especially because they thought he was, how old they thought he was like a grown man. Yes. And he's just some 15-year-old kid. He'd he been on the phone in the beginning before <laughs> yes. he was like, yes, this is Will. <laughs> so good. It was funny. So good. And then when they meet him, they're like just absolutely like. They're in shock. Shocked. Even like when Russell was on the phone with his mom, at that point, did he know that he was 15? I don't even know. Like that's the thing that I, I don't think he it really got to him until he showed up at his house. Yeah. And that was a scene like, the the thing about that was like, Russell didn't even know he was showing up to Will's house. He thought he was showing up to yes. Penny's house. Penny set him up. Yeah. She's so real for that. She is, and she was gone at the airport, going to Morocco finally, and blah blah. blah. I mm-hmm. just I think that scene is also very yes very I. Good. Was not expecting that at all. Neither was I. First I was, time I was so, like, yes. I was like, wow. I was floored because I didn't even notice. And then I was like, wait, that looks just like his house. Like, yeah. And then opens the door. Uh, Mom opens it. And she's <laughs> like, I thought we really had a connection over the phone to Russell. And he's like. Well, he has no idea what's going he's on. He's like lost. And he's just like, all right, I guess I'm here. Yeah. So good. But honestly, Penny Lane, this entire movie, I like my heart just breaks for her. Yeah, she was her character. Like you, I see all you see in the beginning with like, I don't know. It's just like in her eyes, her look. I mean, Kate mm-hmm. Hudson did a great job portraying it. You just look. There's something missing. There's something yeah. dead inside. I mean, it could be from the fact that she's been doing this for a while and she's just now only sixteen, which is crazy because that yeah. implies that they were partying with preteens, basically. Yeah, and I think also <laughs> like and, and it's pretty early in the movie when she asks Will to go to Morocco. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I just need a new crowd. Yeah. And it's like, you're 16 years old. And this how is how we're feeling? How long have you been doing this? <laughs> Girl, are you tired? Crowd? Yeah, like, come it's on. gotta be exhausting. And then the scene with the Quaaludes. <laughs> oh, God. I, why do it, like, it's serving Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that's what I was, that's yeah. every time I see that, I'm just like, all right, Jordan. Okay. No, literally. <laughs> the Quaaludes. I feel like the scene that always goes to shit is the ones with the, the Quaaludes. Qua- the Quaaludes. Yeah. 
and then even oh my gosh and they're pumping her stomach Oh my god! And Will's sitting there, and he looks so in love with her as oh her stomach's getting pumped. Yeah, he, like you could tell, like he truly, yeah, truly cared for her. And I uh, think at the end, Russell understood that too, because when yeah, he showed up to his house, house and was like, "Oh shit!" Like Penny set me up. Yeah. I think he was like, "Nah, she really cares about you. Like this is like go find, go follow her." Yeah, go. but she's she's gone. She's, she's in Morocco. Gone. Happy yeah. for her. That was her dream. But also, like you're 16. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a lot of weird things like that's going to happen in the 70s. Hey, facts. That, I, that just could not happen in today's day. No. Like, no. There's no shot in hell Mm-mm. you would see a band aid or groupie at 16 no. years old. Everyone would, oh my, it would just be a huge mess. Oh, for sure. So controversial. Also, yeah. them playing poker with the band managers. <laughs> and basically, like, quote-unquote, selling the girls for $50. Yeah. And what was it, a case of Heineken? I think I think it was Heineken. Oh, my gosh. And, like, she has no idea about this. Oh, and no. she's like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York. And yeah. then Will's starting to get pissed. He's like, don't go to New York because Russell was like, oh, my girlfriend's going to be there. She can't be there. That's hence why they sold the girls for $50 in a case of Heineken, I guess. Yeah. But she had no idea. And then I feel like it was such a testament to like how she was trying to protect herself when Will told her that and she starts crying. But then mm-hmm. her first words are, well, what kind of beer was it? <laughs> like she's like fighting for her life, fighting back tears. And, and she's like, well, what kind of beer was it? <laughs> to see how much she really was worth. <laughs> literally, literally. But. You know, they made a musical about this movie. Are you kidding? I'm pretty sure they did. Musical. I had no. <laughs> I'm pretty what? sure they did. Yeah, the soundtrack the, circling into music, mm-hmm. so good. It would at, be so disappointing if the soundtrack wasn't good. Oh yeah, it's like the bus scene that you mentioned before we started with uh, they're singing a tiny dancer on the bus. So good, good great scene. It's so good because yeah. like the director Cameron Crowe. Yes, yes, I think this entire movie did such a good job with like really suspending your disbelief in the sense that like you felt like every uncomfortable or tense moment, like you felt it. Yeah. Like, I feel like the actors did a great job and just like, just the portrayal of all of these scenes, just like the ones that were tense, like I felt myself. I was like, oh God, like this is awkward. This is quiet. Like in the bus scene when they're all sitting there like fucking hating each other. And then they just start singing Tiny Dancer. Like cutest ever. And my scene like that was literally like the ending scene. Like how much before like the dynamic of Will and Russell being older little brother. Like that Mm -hmm. scene of just, Russell sitting slouched in his chair, Will on his bed, and and Will's just like, blah, blah, like so like they're so deep in conversation, but it's also so chill. Yeah. And it, and to me, it just feels like, oh, like yeah, that's like yeah. older little brother there, and mm-hmm. then it's like, I I like the way. A lot of people don't like the ending. But I really, like the, I, like I the love way the way it ended. A lot of critics didn't like it. Wow, I I feel like during the ending, I also just got like a different perspective of like. Russell and Will like I know we keep talking about their dynamic but Mm -hmm. even in the plane crash Jeff is like no one likes you Russell like you act like you're above everyone and I feel like yes that he kind of does act like that in a sense but Mm -hmm. when it came to Will like I felt like he didn't act like he was ever above him yeah even though he was just like this little journalist that like 15 year old journalist doesn't know anything literally just shows up out of nowhere shows up out of nowhere but has doesn't know anything about world, but no, has his music knowledge is unbelievable. Uh, like absolutely unreal. And uh, well, speaking about like you know the bus scene where they're singing, mm-hmm. that like the auditorium scene where 
Penny's dancing alone. Yeah. She is the tiny dancer. Like if you think about I it like that, she that. is the tiny dancer Stop in that it. all alone. I never even thought about that. I that I mean uh, when I was doing like, like after I watched the movie, I like looked up doing some your things. little background. Yeah, Crow <laughs> said his favorite scene in the whole movie is that scene, her dancing alone with in the like yeah, with like all the trash from yeah. the. Oh my God. And honestly, like I didn't think about that either. And then. Like I didn't put that connection together by myself. I'm yeah. not gonna take credit for that. But when I read it, I was like, "Holy, sh- holy, holy sh- yeah. shit!" She is the tiny dancer. It's that, kinda, she's her. It's kind of fascinating. I or little ties. It it's crazy when I read about little ties like that, and I'm like, "Damn, how did I not think about that?" Yeah, that's what I, I was really <laughs> like. Oh, that makes so much yeah. sense. <laughs> like it, like everything's intentional. That's crazy. And this movie also kind of makes me feel like, damn, I wish this was a real band. Yes. And like th- their music, like Fever Dog, mm-hmm. like when they play that opening, like it's Will was right. Fever Dog's bringing them back. Yeah, it's so pretty good. It's pretty good. Actually, though, I, mean, I like. Yeah. I don't know. It was just so good, and the cast kept surprising me because like even Philip Seymour Hoffman being in it mm-hmm. who's the like editor of like the OG magazine that he was writing for okay yeah that like just like I feel like I kept seeing people and like Jimmy Fallon like they just like kept yeah, tossing was, in like <laughs> people like that and I was like what the Jimmy fuck? Fallon was weird and then like the one the weirdest one that stuck out to me was like have you ever watched Modern Family yeah uh Cam from Modern huh? Family when he's was in the, he in it he's the um He's the desk guy when he called, when his like, oh, my mom and he's called, like, your mom's um, a lot. Yeah. That I was like, Oh my, that stood God. out to me. I mean, um, that's so funny. Dwight was the guy Dwight Rolling was Stone, it? Rolling Stone for like guy. two seconds. Yeah. I was like, Dwight, I, was, huh? I yeah. also, the guy that plays Jeff, he was, he's Jason I, Lee, Jason Lee. He, yeah. He, I remember him from my name is Earl. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. That was like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like Damn that man. was just on reruns when I was a kid. So oh, it was funny man. seeing that. Cause I was like, Oh, that's oh, Earl. Alvin and the chipmunks. So funny, yeah. funny enough. <gasps> oh, at know, the beginning of the movie, they played like, yeah, they played the music and then he is the guy from Alvin. And yeah. Chipmunks. But Jason Lee, the funniest thing about him, he's a professional skateboarder. Really? Did you know that? No. He, his whole life, like he's not an actor first. He's a professional skateboarder. He was a professional You're skateboarder. You're joking. In his 20s. And then he got album with the Chipmunks. Like he, he became an out. He became an actor. And like. Oh my God. But he still professionally skates. And Still? There's How a, old is he? Oh, I don't know. Maybe in his 50s. Now. 53. Yeah. But he, uh, there's a picture of him. It's one of the most famous like skate photos of all time. It's him holding a sign that says, we'll skate for food. It's like him when he's 22 in LA. Stop it. Yeah, look it up. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. What? I had literally no idea. Yeah, that's something that I found out, oh, I want to say oh like my a God. year ago. But it's, because every time I see him, I think Alvin and the Chipmunks. No, for like, sure. I was thinking like, oh man, Alvin or whatever his name is, singing, <laughs> yeah. singing Fever Dog. Stop. Singing fe- he's a lead singer. Also, I thought it was an interesting choice that they made the guitarist the one that was the hot shot. Yeah. I feel I like most of the time in movies like this, the cliche is like, the it's lead the lead singer. singer. That's the hot one. And a lot of time, well, I mean, in rock bands, it's definitely different because like you see like Mick Jagger is the lead singer. He's the hot one and yep. he doesn't play. Well, he plays instruments, but he's he's a singer. He performs. Yeah. And like in, in the early scenes when they first fight before they go to the Topeka party, he's <laughs> mentioned like, we agreed that I would be the spotlight, yes. not you. Yes, and, like, and he was like, "Your looks are becoming a problem." Yeah, it's like <laughs> he was like, "What does that even mean?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I need to get out of here," and then wanted to find I, the real people. Yeah, right. He's like, and then of course, divine intervention. This 
bus full of Topeka locals are like, come to this <laughs> come party. party. Also, the guy that owned the house, I forgot his name, Aaron. Aaron. I, what an interesting looking fellow. So funny. So funny. Yeah. But yeah, the, I think the Topeka party scene might have been my favorite. Uh, I think the one of the funny cameos for me, uh, do you remember the crazy uh, David Bowie fan? Yes. That's, have you ever seen the movie The Benchwarmers? No. Oh, that's a. It's more of. It's like a baseball movie. But hey, that's got to be next. That I guess the point whole, of my podcast is I haven't seen like any movies. Huh? Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh it's, my god. Um, oh my god. I'm going to forget. David Spade. David. Yeah, David Spade. It's like the uh, the Adam Sandler crew. Yep. But it's the, so one true. of the funniest movies ever, and Nick Swardson is in it, mm-hmm. and that's who the David Bowie fan was. But oh, he is shut like up. the. Uh, interesting brother if you watch the movie you understand how funny that is oh my but that's God. a good cameo i also it's just so funny how they would just like throw in like all of like these like really relevant bands and then like this just like high <laughs> completely fake band fake band and on and for the movie they did a fantastic job making so, them sound real oh for sure it seemed like, legit as hell after the movie the first time i watched the movie i looked up i was i went on apple music and searched up Stillwater. See if they had music. Do they? Do they? No way. Right? I don't remember. Let me check. But I feel like a lot of movies. Well, honestly, like movies that have songs in them that are original to the movie. Recently, yeah. I feel like a lot of them have been like released. Did you ever watch? Uh, oh, what's the one with Michael Sarah? And oh he has to God. fight the evil exes. Uh, the Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim Scotty saves P- the world yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Yeah. In that movie, Brie Larson sings a song. And this movie's from how long ago? And oh they God, just yeah. recently released the song on Spotify. Wow. I, I, didn't even, I forgot really Brie Larson was in that movie. Brie Larson. Oh, my God. Also fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Okay. Do you remember the first time you watched this movie? I do. I will. Okay. It was about a year and a half ago. Well, actually, a year and a few months. It was the summertime going into sophomore year of college. So, wow, your memory's insane. Yeah, I remember because it was a night, it was like a beautiful summer night, <laughs> but I was working, and it was like a random weekday. Yeah. And I was like, and I was just listening to rock music in my car, mm-hmm. like on my way home from work. I get home, it's like 10.30 at night, and I was like wired. So <laughs> then I look up like rock and roll movies, or movies about rock and roll or something, because I was just in that mood. Yeah. And Almost Famous came up, but I saw the cover, and I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah. Kate Hudson's never a bad option. That's facts. So then I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, this is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. So good. And then I have a list of 170 movies. I am so invested on hearing that. And honestly. Almost Famous is ranked 17th. Wow. Out of 170 movies. I need to movies. know what's one, though. All right. Is this a hot take? No. The top 10 is interchangeable. Okay. So one is not a true one. It's just okay. a top 10. And okay. I, I just put it as the Batman. Okay. But it's not number one. I don't, it's not. But it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. I mean, I have like Donnie Darko in the top 10. I love okay. that movie. Um, the Hateful Eight, Fight Club's in there. Fight Club's really good. Yeah. What, uh, have you seen mid-90s yet? No. Mid-90s is, it's not, I mean, Jonah Hill directed it. Jonah Hill? Yeah, it's, uh, Jonah Hill directed it. It's a movie he wrote. Um, it is a fantastic movie. You know the scene that it blew up on TikTok. It was like, it was this kid screaming. He's like, "Shut up! Shut the f up!" Yes, Shut, yeah, yes. it's from that movie. 
Oh, shut yeah, up. Oh, like, I've seen this. Or I've, I haven't seen it, but I've seen this poster. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hanging in Jenkins' room. <laughs> it's hanging in his room. That's really funny. Yeah. But that's... Uh, and I love that movie. It's not that similar. Mm-hmm. It's a similar feel, I would say. Hey, I'm just... So what genre of movie do you usually gravitate towards? Is there one? Honestly, no. I'm a big... like Almost Famous... To me, like it's considered a drama and comedy, mm-hmm. uh, which I understand why. But uh, I mean, I love rom coms. I will. Not, I'm not afraid to say that. Rom coms are my favorite. My favorite is Midnight in Paris. Oh, Wilson. that's a good one. I love that. Have movie. you seen uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? I Kate love Hudson? that movie too. So good. That's also Owen Wilson, right? No, no, that's Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. That's who it is. So yeah. good, so iconic. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably in my top five. That's that's in my top. It's so good. I think. <laughs> I mean, I need to start making a list now that I'm like actually I watching st- all of these iconic movies. It's crazy because I started the list and then I watched all these movies, <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad. I don't remember when I started this list. Like you know, like everyone's talking about where the crawdads sing recently. Yes. I watched that movie when it first came out, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's a good movie. It was good. I read the book before I watched the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't. See, I didn't know it was a book. Really? I did not know that. Really? It got, like, very popular, and I think that's what dro- made the movie. Have you seen Normal People? I'm going on a tangent. Oh, no. What's TV that? show with, uh, what's her name? Daisy Edgar, or is that her name? She's, like, the, pr- the lead in Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, okay. I know the actress, like, yeah. her face. I don't know her by I name. I do not know her actual name. But TV show, she's in it. It's great. Good. Recommend it. But uh, I think rom coms are my favorite genre. I uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a rom com fan. I, I don't know how many I have on my list because I haven't really seen a re- a lot as of recent. Yeah. I mean, right now I saw the that those those ones. Okay, mm. if you watch one, have you seen um, Ten Things I Hate About You? Yes, Heath Ledger. Yes, so I good. that okay. That is the so first rom com I actually watched by myself to like watch a mm-hmm. movie, and like it was like I was like, eh, screw it, and then I was like, all right, that was a great movie. Yeah, it's so good. And that if was, there's one you know, movie to get you into rom coms, it's that yeah, one. Hundred percent. But also unmatched, so that's a little know. unfortunate. That just goes down from there a little bit. Mm, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, that that one I think's on my list. I don't really know how much more. I'm, there's one movie I saw. Let me check the genre. The genre. Oh, no. That's definitely not a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a movie, I guess, like, I mean, it's kind of hard to describe a movie like Almost Famous, though, because True. it's kind of like one of its own. You don't really see movies directly like this. I feel like the ones you see are usually, what, not biopics, but yeah, like they're, they're usually like real. like real. Exactly. Like you'll see a movie similar to this, but it's a real story. Like this was completely made up. Which, which may I like it even more. It's fascinating how um, Crow was able to just like, well, not him. He didn't write it. But, uh, oh, but he did write it. Oh, he wrote it? He did write it. He Check wrote him. it. Oh. And directed I've it. never heard of him before no, this. But when I was looking into this, great movie. he killed that. He did. I he mean, the fa- that. So the question the I always ask people on, on this, on keeping it real, mm-hmm. is do you think this movie lives up to the hype? Oh, I think it passes it. I think it definitely lives up to the hype. I definitely recommend this movie. I've recommended it to you. Yes. I recommend it to a lot of people. It got a rating of 7.9 out of 10. I think it's better than that. I think it's at least an 8.4, 8.5. I think that's a solid rating. I mean, like after actually like researching the movie, like there's a bunch of goofs that 
<laughs> you like were like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that could have been done better. Yeah. But I think overall the writing is good. Mm-hmm. Like the this cast is fantastic. The cast is so good. I think it's a perfect cast for mm-hmm. the movie. And but like these are the movies that I like the best because they're fixed like completely made up mm-hmm. inside someone's brain, but it's something so real at the same time. Yeah. And like if I ever wanted to make a movie, I'd want to make a movie like this, something that's mm-hmm. completely made up in tied into the real world yeah. where it feels real. Mm-hmm. And even like the entire cast and like all the characters in this, like I was watching it and every single actor, actress in this, I was like, I just believe that they're like this. Oh yeah. Like they just all like, it feels like it was casted so well. Uh, yeah. Like that's where you know it's a good movie. When you feel like the characters are yeah, the character. Right. But I totally agree. I I don't feel I don't I feel as though there's not enough hype around this movie. Yeah, I never like I never heard about it until I looked up movies about rock and roll. Yeah, I, I that's because I've seen the poster around whatever, but I hadn't really heard about it. But then I was talking to like I would like bring it up and I'm like oh like I'm doing almost famous for like yeah. the first live whatever, and people would be like that's a great movie like that like people love it but yeah. like nobody hypes it up like that that is true but it totally deserves it it's fantastic uh i think because i've watched harry potter mm-hmm. avengers uh oh i'm gonna blank on this usual suspects oh cool Good movie. uh me and jacobson did this on keeping it real these are all my keeping it real you did it with jacobson movie. yeah i that's did awesome. i, I want to say it's episode three or something that's awesome. But uh, I watched Good Will Hunting with Connor Bross. I oh, good movie! So good. I think that one's second, but I want. I think this one's my, my number one so far. Given that's, there's five behind it, but that's true. Um, fantastic. Well, I um, I mean, if you look at any Ryan Gosling movie, you're not gonna go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm looking at his list right now because uh. I'm looking at what movies I want to watch. What movie I want to watch next again? Yeah. But I think The Notebook. Oh, I, the I love notebook. that movie. I no shame. Love The Notebook. If you don't like The Notebook, you're either lying or something's wrong. Yeah, or you've just never seen it. Yeah. That's simple. <laughs> I mean, Crazy Stupid Love is also really funny. So good. So I good. think it's hilarious. It is pretty funny. Um, La La Land, I wouldn't consider a rom com, but it's still really good. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah. That's so true. I, I always count Ryan Gosling out. I never really think of him like that. But uh, and uh, so, yeah. what's your next movie? What's my next movie? Hmm. There's lots of options because a lot of people have a lot of very strong opinions. Very true on movies. I, you know, stay tuned. Okay. It's gonna be something good. If I had to recommend a movie, please do. I'll give you three recommendations because oh, it's yes. way too hard to pick one. True. I'm going to go with mid-90s. Okay. I'm going to go with The Fablemans. It's a, it's a, it's a very good movie. It's oh, yes. um, Paul Dano. Uh, he's uh, the Riddler from Batman most recently, but he's done other oh, things. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm blanking on her name. Hold on. She is a fantastic actress. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Paul Dano. Chloe East. I don't know who that is. But it is a it's a very good movie. But it's yeah. came out last year. Oh, shut It's up. interesting. It's two and a half hours long though. It is a long movie. Okay. Mid nineties is shorter. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I'd have to recommend is Super Eight. Super Eight. See, the Fable Man Super Eight Mid Nineties almost famous. These are they're not 
at all similar, but they are at the same time. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. But Super H, just a bunch, uh, it's about uh, like a group of kids in a neighborhood who are making a horror uh, or a horror zombie movie. Like as a kids, they're making a zombie movie or something. <laughs> oh, wait, not zombie movie or alien movie. Something, something like something that. Something weird. But it's like complete throws you off the track of like what's going to happen like huge like shut up maybe that'll switch. be my next one my yeah. thing is i usually choose a guest and i l- make them choose oh yeah me. that's smart that's smart or sometimes like jacobson he was like watch usual suspects and i was like okay deal and you then know? He, yeah and then but you know it's the next one's gonna be a good one yeah. but any final remarks on this movie any final remarks regardless of the movie <laughs> I think everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. Put the time away to watch it. It's hard to watch in blocks because yes. you lose track of what happens. Yep. Because it is. It's so quick. It's a quick. So quick. It's a two hour movie, but everything moves really quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, give the ending a chance. Don't knock it right yeah. as soon as you see it. And uh, Don't listen to the critics before you watch it. True. And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, for a 23 year old movie now. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it feels like it's not that old. Exactly. And I think that's also why I was so shocked that so much of the cast, I was like, this was literally 23 years ago and they looked the exact They like, looked the exact same. Kay Hudson too. Ugh, I uh, digress. It's weird. I feel, it feels like the movie came out in like 2016, 2017. Literally. But literally. It's 2000. So. But, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Hey, thanks for being my first live guest of on course. Keeping It Real. That's huge. You're welcome back whenever you want. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> but... All right, so that's going to wrap up our first ever live episode of Keeping It Real. Thank you and good night.